Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. We have been in a series today as part three of Life on the Edge. And I know this is a little bit different. We're sitting down together and we do this periodically uh, whenever we feel like it's something that, uh, that we can share together to you and, and really give you the heart behind what we're talking about. But uh, we've been looking at four different ways that we are called to live our lives as Christians. In other words, when you're following Jesus, things that should happen, things that would be a benefit to you uh, if you applied these things to your life. And so we're taking the word EDGE and using it as an acronym, and the, the title of each message and what we're talking about is coming from one of those letters. But I want to I wanna start today again in Matthew 16 because these have really become our theme verses and really one specific area of this where Jesus is talking about following him. Uh, in verse 24, he says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me. And what does it mean to follow him? Well, we have a, a little bit of a definition here. He says, Believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it, through death, but whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life, life that is life with me for all eternity. So Jesus tells us that what it looks like to follow him, part of that is that we conform to his example of living. In other words, we're following after him, we're becoming more like him, and in turn, as we are becoming and following him and becoming more like him, things begin to shift. Things start to change on the inside. The things that are coming out of us start to change. And so that's what we've been talking about in this series. And uh, we talked about being emptied of ourselves, and we've talked about uh, a message that we called two weeks ago, Do You See the Difference? And how we think differently, and we speak differently, and we live differently, and being salt and light. And I would encourage you to go back. If you have not, you can go back and watch those or listen to those messages. But today, we want to continue this series, and we want to talk to you on this title if you're taking notes. This one is called Give Your Gift. Give Your Gift. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you need to give your gift. You need to give your gift. Now look back at him and say, okay, <laughs> okay, give your gift. Uh, has anybody ever wanted to be like the greatest at anything? It, it was like your mission in life was I want to be the greatest. I want to be the greatest, you know, what, I don't know, I can't even think of a good example right now, but I want to be the greatest basketball player, right? I want to be the greatest you know, employee, I want to I wanna be the greatest at my job. And here's what, here's what uh, is normally thought of when we think about being the greatest. It's this idea of getting to the top, right? If you want to be the greatest, you get to the top. And you do whatever you've got to do to get to the top. And it doesn't really matter who gets hurt. Sorry, I've got to get to the top. If I want to be the greatest, I've got to make myself known. I've got to work my way to the top. I've got to do more. I've got to, to, to do whatever is necessary to get to the top. But here's what I find interesting about that is that it actually completely contradicts the Bible. And it completely contradicts what Jesus said. Does anybody believe that what Jesus said is important? It completely contradicts. Our culture says if you want to be the greatest, work your way to the top. Make this move 
do this thing over here and you'll eventually get your way to the top and you will be the greatest in your field of whatever. But Jesus said this in Matthew 23, 11 and 12. Many of us know this. He says, whoever is your servant is the greatest among you. So we would think, well, if I want to be great, everybody needs to know me. If I want to be great, everybody needs to, to, to know like, hey, this person is so good at this and they have worked their way to the top and I just, I'm so thankful that they are a part of this organization. And Jesus says, whoever is your servant is the greatest among you. Whoever makes himself great will be made humble. Whoever makes himself humble will be made great. And so God has called us to serve one another. And so in this idea of giving your gift, we're talking about gifts and serving, offering your gifts to others and here's what we believe that if Jesus is our example and Jesus said that he came to serve then if we are following our example we will do what serve if Jesus came to serve and he's our example he said conform to my example of living and here's what Jesus said I did not come to be served but I came to serve and he set an example for us then if we're following our example then we will serve we will be people who serve. And so as we think about and discuss gifts and serving today, we're going to start in 1 Peter chapter 4. And so do you want to read 1 Peter yeah. chapter 4 for us? Verses 10 through 11. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Every single follower of Jesus has been given a gift. We've each been given a gift. But Peter tells us that even though we tend to think of it as we've been given gifts so that we can be successful in life, although there's nothing wrong with being successful because that's not what we're saying. I believe that God helps people be successful, um, but that's not the goal to be successful. Um, but he tells us under the inspiration of God that we have been given gifts so we can serve each other. Um, how many of you have ever received a gift card? Come on, anybody have a, ever had a gift card? Ever been card. given a gift card? Anybody not know where your gift card is right now? You just you know you have a gift card, but you don't know where it's at. <laughs> I'm the one that keeps the gift cards in the house because although most of the time he helps me find my phone or <laughs> locate other things, I look at gift cards as money. But I want to read to you a few statistics. I mean, obviously they are money, but I was astounded by these statistics that U.S. adults have more than 20 billion of unused gift cards. 20 billion. Can we just say that whoever made that idea up was a genius because that's insane. Anyways, 50% of adults have unredeemed gift cards or store credits. 25% of Americans have let a gift card expire. 22% have lost a gift card. I don't know about you. Maybe now you're thinking, oh, I think I do have an expired gift card at home. Or whatever. I've been given a few gift cards in my time. Um, a little while back, uh, my grandma had given me a gift card to get a massage. I like me a good massage. It's so nice. It's a little break for me as a mom. Um, 
and I sure didn't lose it. I'm keeping up with it because I enjoy that sort of thing. But it's amazing, according to the statistics, he was totally geeking out on this. Um, and when he starts talking math, I black out. I'm just like, I can't. I'm just I like, like statistics. I like knowing, like, the facts and what, you, you know, start, you start, it interests me. He starts talking numbers, and I'm like, can we just get to the other side of this? Because I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said in the first service, I don't like math. And then I realized my four children are sitting in this room. I'm going to hear that this week when we're doing school. I am going to hear that come back to me. And real-time example, <laughs> real-time example of this was just a, a few weeks ago, I had told her we were driving down the road, and it had been a couple of days, and I had gone through my truck, and there were some papers in the door. Anybody stick papers in the door of your vehicle? You know, you just got to look. And you stick it there because you, you think, like, well, this is important. Like, I need it needs to be right there. And then you forget about it. And I was going through there, and there was a gift card <laughs> that was in the 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 door of my truck and I told her I was like hey just so you know like I just found a gift card and it hasn't expired yet I think we still have a few months right and so it was an exciting day right you know so I don't but know. and you may be wondering now like why in the world are they sitting here talking about gift cards is I just wonder we began talking about this and wondering how many of us have gifts that we're letting go unused um, how many of us are not redeeming the gifts that God's given us um, we're not just talking about here in the body, although here in within our churches, um, it is important to use our gifts. But wherever you are, um, wherever he has you using your gifts that he's given you and maybe that you're not redeeming them, um, that God has given us gifts for us to use so we can change the world together. Um, I'm going to share you a little story. I was talking, getting a little moment alone um, when my younger two were napping, I was talking to my nine-year-old. He's almost 10. And I said, what do you want to do when you grow up? He goes, be a YouTuber. I said, I said how, how, how do you plan to help impact the world for Jesus through that? Because, Mom, I'm going to make it appropriate. I will not say G-O-D the way they do. I Because, uh, we, you know, not saying, oh, my G-O-D. You know, um, and I just started laughing. So Gabriel said, this is how he's going to impact the world, make appropriate kid videos so they can watch. He's just fascinated That's with awesome. that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it interesting how, how kids dream? I think sometimes, this is just a complete side note, but I think sometimes we lose the art of dreaming when we get older. And uh, we forget even sometimes the dream that God put in our heart so long ago because we become too realistic or too, you know, like, well, I could never do that or that could never happen and and uh, I believe that if God put it in you, it's in you for a reason. And so just a little side note, but uh, back to what we're talking about. There are, there are different places. So you can, you can go through your Bible. There are different places where it mentions different gifts. You can go 1 Corinthians 12 and the spiritual gifts and prophecy and speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues and healing and words of knowledge and words of wisdom and things like that. And so you can look at all those. We just read in 1 Peter where it mentions just a couple real briefly. But I want to spend a little bit of time in Romans chapter 12, which is another place that, uh, that kind of tells us about some gifts. And so we're going to start in verse number four. You can follow along. Uh, it says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. 
if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And I would venture to say, I would submit to you that there are many churches, like we would be called a body, like this is the body of Christ. And, and uh, there are many churches that are broken down simply because its members aren't functioning in the role that they were intended to function in. And so things aren't, aren't being as successful, if you could use that word, or we're not, we're not moving the kingdom of God forward in the way that we could because there are many people who have a part to play. They are a member. They have a gift, but they are not using their gift. They are not giving their gift. They are not, they are not actively participating in what it is that God is doing in that body. And so it's an important thing that we use the gifts that we've been given. And so we want to take just a few minutes and do a couple of things. The first thing is I want to look at these seven gifts that Paul lists out in Romans that we just read and uh, and briefly talk about them for just a moment because this kind of this is not an exhaustive list, but these are some specific things that he mentions that maybe you can find yourself in. Maybe something will trigger today like, oh, okay, like I kind of get that. I kind of I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like that's on the inside of me. And so we're going to kind of tag team these and go back and forth as we go through them, but I'll let you you start with the first one. The first one is prophesying. And and the little what what we're talking about is to speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Prophesying is to speak on behalf of what you hear God saying for the encouragement of someone else. And I don't say I don't say this lightly, but I think that we often get intimidated by that word. Um, but rather it's a word of encouragement that you feel in your heart. Um but I also don't think that we should take that lightly, you know. But if the Lord is speaking something to you for someone, um, it does not have to be from the stage. Just going to someone personally and giving them a word. Um, there are some, I believe, that are even not even using that gift. You don't recognize that gift within you. And so it's prophesying. So I, I really believe that there, there are people, there are individuals, even within this body, that you have this gift and you really haven't been able to identify it. You really haven't known what it is and you really don't know why it is that you feel certain ways at certain times, but it's the Lord that wants to activate this gift that he's given you so that you can use it to encourage and, and build up the body. The second one, uh, and, and each one of these has a little dash and a little tagline because when Paul wrote this, he said, if this is your gift, do it this way. You know, and the second one is serving others. And he simply says, if you got the gift of serving others, do what? serve them well. In other words, if you have the gift of serving others, don't go at it halfway, but serve them well. Use your gift well. And there are many of us that have the gift of meeting practical needs for people. There are many of us that, that you have the gift to where you can see a need and you want to meet that need. You can see something going on in somebody's life and you want to be the one, how can I serve you? How can I do something for you? How can I make your life easier? How can we get this done together, right? And I listed some examples here, you know, simple things, even like picking up groceries for someone or taking someone a meal, building a ramp. There have been people in our church that have done that for different individuals that needed ramps built on their homes and they're just like, hey, there's a need. Let's go meet that need. I just want to serve in some way, uh, uh, mowing someone's yard, you know, just even practical things like this 
that you have this on the inside of you and you think, you know what, I just love meeting needs. I love being able to, the satisfaction and the fulfillment that I get when someone has a need and I was able to serve and meet that need. And Paul would say, if you have the gift of serving others, listen, we're all called to serve. But I think some of us have this inside of us that just, well, like we are just looking for ways to serve. How can we meet a need in somebody's life? What can I do to help you? And he says, listen, serve them well. If you've been gifted in this way, like activate it and serve them well. And some of us, we have this gift and we need to start using it. And I even think about the story of the Good Samaritan. I don't know, maybe he had the gift of helping, of serving others. But I know for us um, growing up, my parents, they were always great about just teaching us. If we see a need, if we can meet it, go meet it. Like as Gabriel said, we're all called to serve. We're all called to, um, to, to help if we can, so to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So the next one is teaching, teach well. And I think this is one of those that we can immediately hear and go, um, you know, we think about what, what Gabriel does from week to week. And I just want to take a moment um, to honor him. And he did not know I was going to do this today, but, you know, you don't normally see me up on stage and there's a reason for it. Um, but... He, on the other hand, God has put anointing on his life to teach, and, and I'm thankful for it. He's my favorite pastor, obviously, I've ever served under. But um, he makes it look easy, but he takes it so seriously, and I see the behind the scenes. So can we just take a moment to honor him as our pastor? But I do believe... Make somebody feel awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe that even though um, we may often go there and say, well, I know I'm not called to do that. There's so much more to teaching um, than than being a pastor in speaking um, or or being a speaker in general. Um, One of the ways that that we, um, that there is an opportunity to teach is in grow groups. You know, when we get in grow groups, we study God's word together, we learn, grow together, um, and just realizing that we are helping disciple, and that is a way that you can teach, um, being in iKids. And, and teaching those kids, obviously, like in a lesson or whatever. Um, and I am, uh, when I share that, because I know for us, uh, it plays a huge part in how our kids grow in the Word. Uh, it's something I personally still enjoy doing myself. And maybe you go, oh, that is not me. I don't enjoy that. You know, maybe you say, I could not teach. Or maybe you could help. Um, and I babies, we love on the babies. But um, there's just simple things recently, as you saw. Well, I don't know if we showed that video of Emery. I don't think we did. Um, but she just recently learned, like, grasped that Impact Church is the church she attends. So instead of just saying, like, we go to church, she goes, Mom, are we going to Impact Church today? And But it's a big deal. It's something simple um, that as we pour into our kids, we do during the week. But I'm thankful for how the people that serve back there um, they, there's some of them, they do it multiple weeks, um, and not because they're forced to, but because they choose to, and, and so we're not asking that of you, but maybe that you would consider teaching in that way, pouring out in that way, and there's so many other ways that we can teach, um, but that's a huge part, because how many of you know, like, our time is limited here on this earth, and we know that there will come a time where we'll pass, but our children are the ones coming up after us. Your children are the ones coming up after us, and I'm thankful for those that pour into our children. Yeah. 
I like, I like the next one that he mentions. He says, it's the gift of encouraging others. <laughs> and what he says after, he says, if you have the gift of encouraging others, what? Be encouraging. If, if this is your gift, be encouraging, right? Anybody ever met somebody that was just encouraging all the time? And it was like, I don't know how you're so encouraging all the time. Uh, it's a gift. It's a gift to be encouraging. These, you know, you see the, somebody that's like walking around at church, they show up on Sunday and they're just encouraging everybody and, and you know, just bouncing around the room. And, and it's just a gift that God has given them to be a natural encourager. We're all called to encourage. So don't leave here and be like, you know what? I just don't think I have the gift of encouragement, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like, why are you so rude? Why are you so discouraged? Oh, I just don't have the gift of encouragement. No, like you can tap into the gift of encouragement. <laughs> but he says, be encouraging, right? When you hear of a struggle someone's having, encourage them. Or when you're serving in kids' ministry and you know a child's had a difficult time or a difficult week, encourage them. And some of us have just this natural ability to encourage and and i believe that it's it's a gift and paul says he's telling us like if you have the gift of encouraging others then be encouraging live your life as an encouragement to other people and see how it impacts other people's lives and and makes a difference in their attitude and the way that they carry themselves and different things like that so it's a good one I experienced this this last week myself, and someone sent a text, and it can even be in text, I believe, even encouraging, but they didn't know that at the time when they sent this, we were out on the porch, and I was just kind of sharing my heart and kind of where my head was, and I need direction and um, just sharing some struggles with him, and this person, I had my phone inside, and I came in after, and, and I just began, like, tearing up, and I was telling Gabriel as I told him about it because the time that they text was exactly when we were sitting on the porch, and you would have thought they heard our conversation but how many of you know God heard our conversation and worked through this person to send a text at exactly the right time that was just a huge encouragement to my heart Um, and so it can be something so simple and Craig Rochelle he said if you think it say it Um, and and I think we have to be careful obviously if you think something good say it Um, he does specify he says if you think something good good or positive Say it. <laughs> we, we have a couple of those in our family, and if they think it, they just say it. I mean, they just spray it everywhere, and I'm like, not everything you think has to come out. Like, not everything. Um, it's not all helpful and good, but um, the next one is giving. Give generously. He tells us to give generously. I think this is another one, like I mentioned with teaching, how we can immediately go, well, I don't have a lot of money. I can't give generously, but that's not all giving's about, and we don't have to have a lot of money to give. Um, Some of the ways that we can give is giving of our time, giving gifts, giving, I mean, obviously financial blessings, but are you using your gift of giving? Um, They can be like the simplest thing. It's something I personally enjoy uh, because whether it be just like a small thing that makes me think of someone, one of the coffee shops in town, they do a pour it forward and you can, you know, give a, you know, buy someone's cup of coffee. I just enjoy that so much because it's just a simple way just to show someone love, be a blessing, but we can give in the smallest ways and um, it doesn't have to be huge and Last week I shared about the lady, um, Clara, that started American Red Cross, and it just made me think of that so much in giving that I think a lot of times we focus on what we can't do instead of focusing on what we can. And so maybe you say, well, I don't have a lot of money, and you kind of ignore that. You don't have to have a lot of money to give. You don't have to have a lot of time to give. We all have the same amount of time, but we choose how we use it, and and so you can give. Um, we can give, and we're called to give, give generously. Yep. And 
the next one is leadership ability. And he says, if you have the gift of leadership ability, then take this responsibility seriously. And I really believe that there are some of you that just, you're just natural leaders. You ever, you ever watch somebody and, and they're not even in a leadership role, but people just follow them? People just gravitate to them. People seek them out for advice and wisdom and different things like that. And I believe that that's a gift that God gives to, to us, that, that we have leadership ability. And I believe, uh, just like in all of these, I think that we can all tap into these and, and operate in these gifts. But sometimes we, we operate a little bit stronger in some. And so he says, if you have leadership ability, then take this responsibility seriously. Invest some time. Like, how can I, if people are following me, where am I leading them? Where am I taking them? How can I, how can I be a better leader? How can I progress in this because this gift is on my life, if that makes sense? So. And the next one, showing kindness to others, and he tells us to do it gladly. Um, I don't know if it's the mom in me, not sure, but I immediately think, well, um, don't use this as a license. That's not my gift. Um, once again, we have a, a couple of those kids that I love all four of our kids. They're all so different, though. Um, and But just that would say, well, kindness isn't my gift. Sorry. You know, <laughs> so this isn't for us to say, hey, this one's not my gift, so I won't use it. We're all called to be kind, obviously. But some just have more of a natural ability to show love and mercy. Um, my mom's got a huge, like, her mercy, it's just like, watch her she just operates in so much mercy and it's a gift um and there are some of you i believe that have the gift of showing kindness to others through love and mercy and and the body of christ needs that um and and maybe we just allow fear or whatever to not operate in it but so if you read first corinthians 12 you see the nine spiritual gifts if you read romans 12 you see the seven gifts we talked about and maybe you're thinking i'm not really sure what my gifting is or i know what it is but i don't know how to use it and and i'm going to make a shameless plug here for our next steps that's coming up um on may 23rd because it is a it's a great opportunity to not only begin serving maybe you've been serving and you never did next steps this is a great time because Next Steps isn't just about getting on a team and serving. It's about um, providing an opportunity for you to hear the vision of impact, for you to know what we believe, what we, you know, what, how we're structured and things like that, multiple things that are important. You're part of the body that you know what, what we believe as a church. And then also um, we have a, a little assessment that helps you recognize the spiritual um, gifts that you may have that you didn't know you had. Uh, one of the ways that we've seen this happen at times was, or I've personally seen this happen at times, is we've had some come through and one of their gifts is hospitality. And they've, over time, ended up hosting a grow group or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You could see it. All, I mean, it just, they make you feel comfortable. They just do such a great job at hosting. And there's so many other gifts. But um, it's, it's for multiple things. So May 23rd, we will have child care and food is provided, all we ask is that you register. Um, like I said, maybe it's been a long time since you've been in it. And you just need, you just want to hear um, the vision and things like that. You just want to get on a team. Or maybe say, I've already been, but I used to be on a team and I want to get back on a team. You can email info at yourimpactchurch.com and get back on a team. So anyways, that's just a little little thing where we can link arms together yeah. and be a stronger body. Yeah, that's good. 
Uh, I want to shift gears just a little bit and talk for just a moment because back in Romans 12, 5, there's a little phrase in there that I want to draw your attention to that a lot of times we just read right over and we don't take to heart a lot of times. And it's simply this phrase where Paul says, we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. And what's interesting to me is this is the biblical view of the church, but it's not necessarily the American view of the church, that we all belong to each other, right? A lot of times our view is, I belong to me, and this is about me, and what can you do for me, and what else can I receive, right? But Paul says, listen, you're a part of the body, and you have a gift, and we all belong to each other. In other words, we are all needed, and and I need you, you need me, we all have these gifts, and we tend to have the view that we belong to ourselves. And I think sometimes this is why we connect and then we disconnect and we bounce from here to there. It's because we've never taken ownership of the gifting that God has given us and connected to the body. And whenever you truly connect and you begin to use, if we would all connect and begin to use our gifts that are on the inside of us, the the church is built up, the body is built up, everything is stronger because we're all playing our part. We're all doing what God desires for us to do in this body. And there's strength in that. We all belong to each other. I'm a sports guy, and you've heard me say that before, and you may not be. But one thing that uh, one thing that you'll notice if you if you watch sports is professional athletes, I'm not saying every single one, but professional athletes have a tendency to look out most for their own interest. What do you mean by that? In the NBA, right now, we're coming up on playoff time. And you watch the teams that are not, that are not going to make the playoffs. A lot of times, you'll watch their star players halfway play or sit out the last however many games of the season because they don't want to get hurt. And they don't, well, I don't want to hurt my chances that somebody else might pay me more money or that somebody else might trade for me to go to their team and I got a better chance to win. Like, I'm looking out for me more than I'm looking out for the team. And the body of Christ doesn't need to, it doesn't need to look like a bunch of professionals looking out for their own interests. Because if you watch college sports, statistics tell you that about 85% of, of college athletes will never make it to the professional level. And so most of them are all about the team. <laughs> like, what do you need me to do on this team so that we can be successful? Because the only way that we're going to get something out of this is if the team wins. If the team is successful, then I'm successful, and later on I have something to show my kids. Come on, somebody. And, and we don't need, the, the church was never designed to be a bunch of professionals that are just looking out for their own interests all the time. And the body of Christ is about every person doing their part for the benefit of the entire team so that the church succeeds, so that the kingdom moves forward, so that the body is built up and strengthened. Could it be that, that sometimes we're in a weak position because the members aren't using their gift to build up the body to share that gift with each other and when we serve together we know each other on a deeper level when we serve together we link arms together as a family when we serve together it has a way of keeping us humble when we serve together it reminds us a lot of times that everything is not just about us this is why we have serve days in our community because it's not about me it's not about you. It's about glorifying Jesus. It's about, it's about people seeing him 
through our lives. And so these, these things happen when we serve, and we, we tell our kids frequently, and I know we use a lot of kids' examples, but we have four kids, and it's a big part of our life, and so sorry about it, but that's just where we're at right now. Uh, we tell our kids frequently that they're a part of the family, and it's important that they contribute. Well, why do I need to fold my clothes? Because you're a part of this family. Well, sometimes I just say, because they're your clothes, <laughs> and they need to be folded. You're a part of this family, and family members contribute. Well, why do, I need to, why do I need to take the trash down the end of the drive? Because you're a part of this family and family members contribute. Listen, can I lovingly say to you, you're a part of this family. And members of the family contribute. And it's not, it's not so that everything can just get done. It's because it's God's design for the body to be strengthened. When we're all using our gifts... Everybody gets strengthened. The entire unit gets strengthened. It, it makes a difference. It matters. And so I want to jump in really quickly. We're going to just go through three things, reasons why Christians don't use their gifts to serve others. Okay, so maybe you find yourself in one of these before. Maybe you're in this place right now. You're thinking, I know I have this gift, but this is the reason why I'm not using it. Here's, here's reason number one, ignorance. Before you get offended, Ignorance means a lack of knowledge or understanding. I think there are some times that we just didn't know. I just didn't know that it was that big of a deal. I didn't know that it was in the Bible that I'm a part of the body and every part has like, if, if you lose your big toe, right, like it's going to throw you off balance. Like you need your big toe. We need every part of the body doing what they're gifted to do. Um, one thing I find interesting is that in the Bible, the word servant and the word minister are the same Greek word. So we translate it in some, some areas, servant. And we translate in other areas, minister or ministry. And it's the same Greek word. And it's the word diakonos. And it literally means servant or minister. And we have a tendency in, in, in our American culture, if you will, to try to separate the two. Like, okay, you are the people that serve and you are the people who are in the ministry. And there is no difference. Being a servant is being a minister. Being a minister is being a servant. It's the same word. And we have a misconception sometimes that, that the pastor is the one who serves and everyone else is a receiver of that person's service or the elders are the ones who serve and everybody else is a receiver of that person's service or the deacons are the ones who serve and everybody else gets to receive what it is that they are doing. And there's nothing wrong with receiving, but we also have to learn how to give. If you receive, 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 and you never give, then, you know, we've used this or this story before, but the Dead Sea, it's called the Dead Sea because water goes in and it never goes out. And nothing can live in it. We have to learn how to receive, the like we've received a gift from God. Now, how am I supposed to use that to serve other people? How am I supposed to give my gift and, and utilize it for other people? And in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, it actually says the opposite of what we think most of the time. It says it this way, and Christ gave gifts to people. He made some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to go and tell the good news, and some to have the work of caring for and teaching God's people. Christ gave those gifts, why? To prepare God's holy people for the work of serving, to make the body of Christ stronger. 
and I have never seen it in, I've known what these verses meant, but I have never seen it in this light. Because when I looked at this, some translations say for the work of the ministry. You ever seen it that way? Like it's to build up the, the, you know, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Did you know that the work of the ministry, the word there for ministry is another form of the same Greek word that means servant, serve, or minister? In other words, God has gifted certain people to be the leaders, to be the pastors and the apostles and the evangelists and these, and here's what their job is, to equip you to serve, to equip you and provide opportunity for you as the body of Christ to serve, for all of us to serve together. That's, that's what we're being equipped to do. How can we minister? How can we serve? We're being equipped to minister and serve. It's the same word. Um, I want to give you this example before we go to these last two. These last two will be fairly quick. But um, I was thinking about it this way. And here's, I'm going to let you hold these two. Here's what we do a lot of times is we've been given a gift and, and God has given us a gift, and sometimes we don't even realize that we have it, right? We're talking about, you know, lack of understanding. We don't realize that we have a gift, or we didn't know, like, well, I didn't realize that that, that thing that, whoo, dropped the gift. I didn't realize that that thing that I always felt like, I always felt like, well, I just see a need, and I don't know why I just have this desire. I just want to meet needs. I just want to do this for people. I just want to serve people. That's a gift. That's a gift. But many of us, we walk around and, and God's given her some gifts and God's given me some gifts and we're just walking around with our own gifts. Like, oh, that's a cool gift. Do you like, look at, and, and sometimes we use our gifts, our gifts are more decoration than they are to build up other people. And so here's what I believe God intends for us to do is I have this gift that, that, and so I want to give you that, and, and in turn, you're giving me this gift, and in turn, I'm, I'm giving you this gift, and you're giving me a little bit of the gift that you have, and we're each giving each other the gift that God has put on the inside of us, and because we're all serving in that way, and we're giving our gift, then it builds everybody up. It makes me stronger, because, well, I don't, th- this may not be the, the, the gift that I'm the strongest in, you know, I can tap into this, but man, I'm so thankful that she is a part of this body, and she has that gift that she can offer, because it makes us all better, and it makes us all stronger, and I'm so glad that God has gifted you in that way because now you can offer your gift to everybody and you can become an active part of the body and it builds us all up and makes us stronger. And when 250 people get together and we start using our gifts and we start operating in our gifts and we start sharing our gifts with everybody else, listen, First Peter told us, he said, you have been given a gift, why? To use it to serve other people, to serve the body. And then he tells us, and this is what happens, it builds up. It encourages. It strengthens. And so we don't, we're not intended to use our gifts as just decoration or, or anything like that. And maybe you're in this category to where you just, you just, you just don't know. You're not sure what your gift is. You, you didn't even know that that was a gift. You're not even really sure how you can begin to use your gift. Well, we want to try to help you with that because all of us have a gift. Every one of us, when you are a follower of Jesus, you have a gift. And he says, hey, you're a part of the body. Here's what I've gifted you to do. And so if you will take this and you will use this gift, the thing that I have given you to do and operate in this, then I have another gift that I want to give you. And sometimes I believe that God's looking at us thinking, I have so much more I want to give you, but you won't give away what you have so that I can give you more. 
and I want to keep gifting and keep giving gifts and keep giving gifts so that you can keep being built up and keep growing stronger and stronger in your faith and stronger as a church and stronger in everything that you do. And, and it, it all comes down to we have to take the gift that we've been given and share it, use it, activate it so that we can all be built up as the body of Christ. It builds up the entire body. It strengthens the entire body whenever we use those gifts. And maybe for you today, it's, it's not that ignorance, it's fear. I think it's that for a lot of us, that we allow fear to not use our gifts. Maybe fear of failing. Some of us are fearful that if we begin to serve with our gifts, there won't be enough for us. Um, maybe that we'll get burned out if we begin to use our gifts again or use them at all. Um, maybe fear that someone else is doing it so well, I can't do it as good as them, which is such a tactic of the enemy because fear does nothing but hold us back. And, um, it, you know, we all have gifts and each of them are needed. And um, God does not want us operating in fear of any form. And, you know, I think about it like we don't want to get to heaven and be be not we don't have to like take all our deeds to the Lord but everything we do is a gift to God and I don't know about you but I don't want to get to heaven and be like well you know that's great I gave you gifts but what did you do with them who who was encouraged by them who was impacted by them who whose life was changed because of your gifts because I think that a lot of times we underestimate the power of the gifts God's given us and the small things of serving others and and being a blessing or maybe you say I've never been asked um and I want to encourage you like today I'm asking today we're asking uh, imagine me saying your name personally um if you've never been asked you have now been asked <laughs> But we're asking you to use your gifts. And, and yes, we know, like we're specifying even as the church. But I'm challenging, we're challenging you because we were talking about this in our own lives. There's, there are places that God's put you. I believe even some of you that he's put you in workplaces to use your gifts. And you're not operating in your gifts um, because you're letting fear hold you back or whatever. It's not just the church, but the church is important because it's important that we're operating in our gifts so that we can be a blessing to others. You know, it's like what I've even talked about. And I say it with kids because it's a way that it does um, it, it blesses me, but even serving as far as like loving on the babies, you're helping a mom hear the word and worship, you know, hosting, greeting. You may be the first smile someone's seen all week. And, and it's important, you know, set up and tear down. This room, these rooms are completely empty when we come in, when the guys come in. I've come in a few times lately because my kids have been with, their, with my parents or something, and it's completely empty. And they put everything up that's important it wouldn't happen without those people that are coming in in the mornings and staying after church to help us tear this down that that makes this possible thank the lord that season is coming to an end we are so thankful but we are thankful for the time that that people have sown um sown their time and effort to serve we don't have to be super intelligent people to um, put down chairs. We don't have to be, you know, super, feel super gifted to host or to work on the cafe team or whatever. Um, maybe you've looked up here and you're like, well, I can play the drums, but they don't need that. That's not true. Um, if you have a gift that God's given you, 
your opportunity is here as part of this body, so, and it's needed. Everyone has a gift to serve regardless of what that looks like. And so the question for you today is, are you using your gifts? Are you, are you serving? Yeah. I want to bring the worship team back. And will you stand with us today? We're going to close this out. And I know it's been a little bit different today, but this is, uh, this is what I feel like, this is what I, I feel like, you know, it's important that we understand what we're gifted with and then, and then seek out an opportunity to be able to utilize that gift and, and serve others with that gift. And so, like she was mentioning, it's, it's the perfect season. If you've, been, if you've been meaning to, you've been thinking about it, you, you used to be on a team, and, and now you're like, you know what, I need, to, I need to begin to use my gift again so that I can serve others. Then, man, next Sunday, go online, go on the app, sign up, come here next Sunday at 5 o'clock. We're going to feed you. We're going to give you vision and uh, we're going to help you find a way where you can connect, where you can find purpose and, and a way to be able to use what God has gifted you to do because it matters. We're all built up. We're all encouraged. We're all strengthened whenever we use our gifts. And so we're going to pray, and I'm going to ask uh, my wife to pray, and then we're going to sing this song. And here's, here's what I'm asking you to do, and the prayer team can go ahead and come down. But if you need prayer for anything, you're always welcome to come down during the last song and receive prayer. Uh, if you have something going on in your life. But I want to ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And to maybe there are some gifts in you that you have stuffed down for years. And today, the Holy Spirit is going to draw it back to the surface. And, and you're going to know, wow, this is I'm gifted in this area. And I need, to, I need to begin to use this to serve other people. I need to begin to use this and operate in this and activate this gift. And so I'm going to ask her to pray. And I believe as she's praying that, and we sing this last song, that the Lord's going to speak to your heart and maybe show you. And, and if, like I said, next week, we're going to go through a spiritual gift assessment and try to help you identify maybe some things that you didn't even know were in you that, that God has gifted you to do. So will you pray for us? Yes. Before I do, I want to encourage you guys. Um, we He didn't even talk about the dreams um, maybe there's a dream that you've had in the first service and I believe that was intentional because God is trying to talk to someone in here that you've stuffed a dream or maybe you've experienced a closed door and you just experience you've been focused on the heartache of it or the frustration of it but maybe it's time for that dream to come to the surface so I just want to make sure like you know I, I do believe that regardless if we had said it in the first and the second it was super intentional of the Lord seeking someone out and saying, hey, that dream that's been in there or whatever that he wants to bring about. So, God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you, Lord, that you care. You have placed those dreams within our hearts. God, I thank you for the gifts that you've given your sons and daughters in this room, God. And I pray, Lord, that we not waste them. We not leave them unredeemed. We not leave them stuffed behind or hoard them, Father. But we give of them, Father, so that we can strengthen one another. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God that reveals. And today I thank you, Lord, for maybe revealing where we don't even see um, the gifts that you've given us, Father. God, that we, God, we place ourselves before you, God. Most of all, we give you our heart, Father, that, God, use us. We ask you, Lord, use us. Use us to serve each other well so that we can be a blessing and glorify and honor you in all that we do. We love you, Jesus.